we may have witnessed one of the best events of the year so far. Was it really a success though? The peak performance, as Apple called it, had one of the finest displays of gadgets or processors. Was it though? You know, I know that you have hundreds of questions like this and trust me, we have been researching on that. And to be honest, I don't think it was as successful as people claim it to be because the reviews and the critiques we've heard so far are just mind-blowing. Trust me guys, you do not want to miss upon this, but before that... Hello and welcome to the iGeeks blog show. An Apple exclusive podcast where we talk about teeny tiny any possible information about the Apple ecosystem. I'm your host Harshanki, a marketing nerd who likes to eat, breathe and survive on Apple content quite literally. Well, it must have been pretty clear that in today's episode, we are going to be talking about was the peak performance really a success or a failure? And to be honest, I'm a little biased towards why it was a failure and I hope You'd relate to it towards the end of this episode. And yeah, let's see how it turns out. Okay, so see the best thing that has been going on with Apple since the last few years is the revolution of M1 chip, right? And as unbeatable and as fast as M1 chips and the successors of the same uh, chip claim to be, Turns out, the reviewers have agreed that they are not as fast as they claim themselves to be. Does that mean Apple lied? Well, I wouldn't say Apple lied because, you know, to be very honest, I haven't had a hands-on experience with any of the new releases yet. And until I don't test the device, I don't think I can give my opinion on that. But as far as the reviews are concerned, a very uh, notable publication in the Apple tech industry tested all these products, tested the capacity of M1 Ultra, and it's not a 95 to 100 or a 0.1% inaccuracy that we're talking about. It's a bloody 60-40 accuracy difference that we're talking about, okay? So if it was, I mean, at least a couple of percentages below the claim that they are making, it would have been understandable because everyone brags a little, right? But when you talk about setting the bars yay high and then you're delivering the performance yay, like 40% lesser than what you're claiming yourself to give, that can be a little alarming. And coming from a company as big as Apple, oh boy, it is definitely alarming and surprising to see, right? I mean... I don't know, like, was it a marketing tactic or is it just, you know, theoretically and in the test, how the QA testing gives you better results and diverse results. And then when you're testing it in post and the results turn out to be a little different. Well, this has been a history, not just Apple, but any product for that matter. Okay. And this is applicable to both the tech products as well as the non-tech products. That this keeps happening and it is pretty natural to happen that way. But an inefficiency or an accuracy difference of say four to five percent is understandable. When it is a 40% difference, rumors start increasing. People start criticizing the device more and that is what makes it problematic. How is this impacting M1 Ultra or Apple as a company on the whole? Well, to be honest, despite of the flaws, they still stand out to be one of the fastest 
processors that the world has ever seen. So, I mean, all I can say is they've managed to keep some of the claims correct, but to what extent are the other of the claims? Only time will tell. Or better yet, once we get the devices, we'll be able to give you a hands-on review on the same. Coming to the next device. And this device, my friends, has been discussed so freaking much, has been discussed for a prolonged period of time. And what's sad here is that they claimed it to be a device that is thinner, sleek, and bragged about its durability. It's not that they've just mentioned that, okay, we're trying something new. They freaking bragged about the durability of the new iPad Air that was announced. And the quality that they bragged the most about turns out to be the most disappointing quality in the new iPad Air. Yes. I mean, a lot of reviews, and trust me, I've read a lot of reviews. In fact, some of them, uh, some of our listeners uh, who are based out of the US have also bought the device, and they claimed that, you know, there were portions where you could feel the inside of the iPad. Eh? They, the aluminum foil or the aluminum cover that they have added, it is so freaking thin and built of poor quality that you could actually feel the insides and feel the battery and stuff like that. And that is what makes me seriously wonder about how durable is the device going to be. Although, surprisingly, none of the uh, reviews have got that up publicly. These things have been pushed under the carpet and have it kept a secret because openly this is not being discussed. You know, why is this alarming? Because I'm going to tell you, see, Apple has been a company that goes correct most of the times, right? But when you're in public scrutiny for so long and when you're a freaking trillion dollar company, you are going to be criticized and sometimes slip-ups can happen, right? It's absolutely normal that sometimes slip-ups can happen. A great slip-up like that was uh, AirPods Max, the over-your-head phone and the case that it came up with. And also a couple of sad things in the AirPods Max like the weight or, I mean, enough said about the means, right? But here's a catch. All the reviewers complained about it, all the reviewers mocked about it. It was a fairly discussed topic. When you talk about the new iPad Air and when you actually compare how poorly built is the device and you read the reviews, you see people explaining it and actually showing it in the videos, how has no reviewer in the world caught it publicly? The so proclaimed renowned publications or media houses or tech reviewers, none of them has mentioned about the poor build quality. So what is it? Is that a hidden motive by Apple that maybe a batch of it was poorly built and sent across? Or it's just very good PR and ORM? So ORM is a marketing concept, which is online reputation management. And leading companies or global companies like this, what they do is they have ORM experts to narrow down the negative reviews by hook or crook. And I believe this is a strong pursuit Apple may have taken here, okay, that they may have shut down the leading publications about the poorly built quality in certain ways by whatever means it took, or they may have been a random batch that was built so poorly and then 
that's why they had to face the repercussions of it so it can be either ways now only apple has the better answer to this but see regardless of the publications picking it up or not one cannot deny the fact that the consumer is going to be the leading user at the day all the leading publications they have hundreds of devices to be reviewed and analyzed on a weekly basis on a daily basis so chances are they may not even be using it but it's the consumer who's going to use it so once the device is becoming more and more popular and more and more people are investing their time and money and energy into it they are going to come into a conclusion where they may or may not like the quality and only then will have better insights as to whether the quality is good or bad so again the answer to this also lies in time and time can be a better difference but one of the popular tech youtubers in the country uh without naming him or her mentioned that he in or she invested in this ipad and would easily trade it for an m1 ipad pro rather than sticking to this because of the poor build quality so let's wait for the consumers to test it more let's wait for the consumers to actually use the product and then come to a conclusion whether is the quality poor or not The next device that was launched in the event turns out to be um SC3 which is according to Apple the best packaged deal in a phone that size right but again i mean if you have heard the last podcast if you haven't guys please listen to it when you compare SC3 you know when you compare the pros and cons of SC3 to me and this is my personal opinion that the cons are outweighing the pros here agreed that the chip is faster but what about the outdated design what about the fact that despite of us living in a pandemic situation the phone fails to have a face recognition there um what about it being overly expensive i mean none of us expected that it would start from an average price of 429 dollars which is to be honest really expensive for a phone that size and every time it cannot just be overlooked right because apple is known to be a brand who creates fancy phones or expensive gadgets and stuff like that you may have like a really expensive phone but the fact that you don't even have a facial recognition there now well that's alarming and a little disturbing right like something has to be done about it so these are a couple of things that you seriously wonder what and how are they going to affect the apple's reputation on the longer time and was the event actually good enough now i'm sure these are just a couple of pointers i've listed out and as much unbiased as i'm trying to be here because at the end of the day i have to review apple ecosystem for you guys right that's that's what the podcast is all about i cannot help but think about these things that are that are just not meeting my expectations that are that have all these problems that have all these questions that need to be answered and it's not that people did not ask apple people did get in touch with apple for the poor build quality of ipad air but apple just disregarded the claim like straight away disregarded the claim okay so only the time can be the best uh, answer to here but yeah i may wait for any upcoming product launches and see how the next ipad is coming or might invest in uh, m1 ipad pro that is my decision if i were to buy an ipad 
regardless of the things happening with the event or rather than making the claims that was peak performance event actually a success or a failure here's what you should focus on and here's what is actually important for you whether should you invest in the gadget or not as a consumer your money and your time are going to be the most important factors in your day to day life right and when you talk about an ecosystem like apple of course there are added um, financial problems to it like not everyone can afford an apple product so if you're investing in an apple product make sure you measure the pros and the cons and only go for it if the pros outweigh the cons any reviewer you may be following me or you may be following other tech reviewers in the country you may be listening to hundreds of podcasts but do what your heart feels correct okay do not blindly follow our advice we may or may not like a certain gadget we try to bring out the best reviews for you possible so that you can buy the product of your choice but again at the end of the day these are our individual opinions and they may or may not connect to who you stand as a person or what your needs are as a person so believe in your gut feeling think if that's the right product for you or not and only then make an investment and if you're a marketer or a content creator and entrepreneur listening to this episode then i'm sure having an idea about the peak performance and talking about the various things that tanked or various things that were really good makes absolute sense the one thing that i like and being a marketer that really touches me okay if i were to choose between being a marketer or a tech person i'd probably go for being a marketer for sure i'll go for being a marketer so what touches me as a marketer is the way they present the things the way they claim the things and this is an amazing thing okay because see to capture a potential buyer's attention no numbers do the trick and the hook does the trick and in apple's advertisements or the events numbers are always there so if you remember uh, m1 ultra like the way it was introduced in the event they constantly kept mentioning numbers try jotting this down and then try comparing it and getting a conclusion out of it okay they mentioned that it is 4.5 times faster than m1 max but say 2 8 8ish times or up to 16 times faster than m1 okay which means it is 8 times faster there's a difference of 8x times between both the gadgets and they had this is just a, the the gpu i'm talking about okay they had hundreds of such comparisons when they introduced the m1 ultra for the first time now to understand the consumer psychology what happens is that when you listen to numbers like this no they go in the back of the head and all you can think is okay i have an m1 air i don't have an m1 max so rather than upgrading my performance to say twice or thrice of what i'm currently having why not upgrade it to eight times faster and this is what i'm going to do because currently if you compare the devices it is freaking like it took apple eight months it took apple's not eight months it took apple a year to come up with a device that is eight to 16 times faster than the first version which means the device that has come right now is also going to be outdated like that right So you'll obviously go for that, and then these numbers are going to make a lot of sense. This is exactly why all of us are tempted when there is a sale going on, or you hear the forty percent or the fifty percent lucrative offers, and you'll end up buying the device. I too am a victim of that. Okay, despite of me claiming of having all this knowledge, I too am a victim of that, and that happens with me as well. So this is the geniusness of Apple that they stick to numbers, they stick to a very sleek, minimal presentation. 
and the commercials they let the commercials do the talking you look at the event venue you look at how everyone is dressed it is always a very monochromatic beige beige light pastel minimal colors but if you look at the commercials they cannot get more colorful they cannot get more bright they cannot get more appealing to the eye in fact even the colors used in the commercials okay they are the colors that are selected um with extreme attention because some colors are soothing to the eye some colors are meant for the customers and that is what the company does that is how they curate their advertisements so that you are actually attracted to it as much as i loved the commercials and the events the presentation on the whole i'm not happy with the fact that certain claims that apple made are turning out to be drastically different than the actual performance of the device but again i can only be a critique here because i haven't tested the devices yet and i'm one of them who doesn't like to give an opinion until i have a hands on experience on that device so if any of you guys have had a hands on experience on this device please connect with me on instagram i'm available as harshanki with an extra i or you can just hit any of us like you can connect with us on all the social media platforms because we are available as igeeks blog look for igeeks blog if you're listening to this as a podcast guys please to leave us a review on apple podcast and if you're watching me on youtube subscribe to the channel hit on that like button drop some feedbacks and please share your experiences okay i really want to know how are the products of the march event turning out and how is your experience and reaction with the same if you need any how to's or any um, technical information about this then don't forget to download our app because we have a lot of exciting things there and we always have one or the other giveaway going on regardless of which part of the world you are and we always have some or the other giveaway going on there so do connect with us there All right with this I'd like to thank you for tuning into the episode please stay safe stay connected this is Harshanki signing off I'm going to see you next week with more exciting content more informative content and hopefully testing one of these products real soon